Every time I see that Mount, Mount Madonna, I'm like, it's Mount Midoriyama. <laughs> Midoriyama. American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> the floor is hot lava. We'll be right back. Mount That's Madonna. a good show. Mount Madonna? She's so old. <coughs> I don't want to Mount Madonna. I would Mount Madonna. I would have mounted Madonna in the late 80s. Back when she was dirty. Mm. Um. Speaking of cars and, and Madonna, like one of the first things that she and Guy Ritchie did together was a little short for BMW. And it is utterly hilarious because Madonna plays Madonna and she gets into a 7 Series limo. And it, it was when the first... Uh, the movie with... Is it Clive Owen where he's the driver? Or is it Jason Statham? Jason Statham. There we go. The transporter. Yeah. Yep. So it was done in that style. And they have a camera in the back seat of this thing. And they're just driving ridiculous. And it's legitimately Madonna in the back seat. And she's just getting thrown from side to side. It's, <laughs> it's the best. Which I think I have on DVD somewhere. Because it was like... I know I've seen that movie. I just can't think of that scene. Yeah, it wasn't the movie. It was just a short oh, that I BMW see. did. Gotcha. Because he drove a BMW in the in, the, in one of them. In yeah, one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm, <laughs> hey, happy Wednesday, boys! Happy Wednesday! Happy Wednesday! Yeah. So, uh, what's been going on? I don't even know what day it is. My family's been out of town. Yeah, yeah mine too. <clears throat> I'm the only one with the family in town. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. It's been, it has been well. I can tell that my family are out of town because when I tidy the house up, it stays tidy. Yeah, weird. that's nice. You <laughs> yeah, gotta that's love that feeling. Like I can tidy something up and walk away, and then come back four hours later, and it's still tidy. Yeah. Or if you don't tidy it up, you come back and you're only mad at yourself. Right. Exactly. You know, you can't be ang- angry with anyone else. I did a I did a completely guilt free oil change at the weekend. Yeah. Nice. I, you I, seemed relaxed. I was. It was. It was a peaceful Zen moment okay guilt guilt should never be a, a factor when it comes to doing your oil change you're saving money by doing it yourself for the family you're saving money and you think who cares about that <laughs> <laughs> good point it's a great point i have to carve out these little <clears throat> pockets of time that i can do these little have these little jewel moments of like peaceful meditation on something like an oil change because that's i get like a very, an old friend of mine, uh, Studio Tech, he would he would always associate those little jobs. It's like it's like mental knitting, mm. right? It's like just something that you do, and while you're doing it, you're like completely zenned out, and you're like you're just focused on the task at hand, and you're just doing the little thing. Um, and even if the thing is inconsequential, it was like the it was the process of doing it. So for me, like washing the car, or in this case, like doing the oil change. If I can't completely separate myself from everything else that's going on in the house, which you know typically you can't, um, then it doesn't have the same doesn't have the same value. It doesn't have the same zenness. Yep. I thought for sure you were going to say that somehow Lindsay's calculated the hourly rate of your time and her time together, and is like, no, <laughs> nobody's saving. You money should here. pay money to get this done <laughs> right <laughs> this now. Is a bad deal. 
it's a bad deal for you and I, it's a I bad mean, deal for pr- me. Probably more realistically is it's like, uh, w- you know, you're out there doing that and I'm in here trying to do stuff and the kids are just like, you know, running around the house going, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's calculated both of your hours. No, no, so like, you're like, let's compare the cost of you taking the car and just getting it done uh-huh. or... The paying for the babysitter, yes. we could all be not not here, like with the kids. Yeah, that's what I was saying. She, she has a point. Yeah, yeah, great. So, well, I, so she, I, what you're saying is, I never get to do that again. Yeah, just don't let her listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was struck by the fact that Evan, you said you didn't have a job this week. It was like you're unemployed. Yeah, well, I'm a stay at home dad that doesn't have a kid around. Yeah, so I just found that fascinating. Yeah, I I did. Um, you know, I did some laundry, I did some cleaning, I killed some rats, as Karen calls it, just took care of some things around the house. Mm. So I don't know if that's work. That's just that's just is that what life. the kids are calling it these days, killing some rats. Rat killing. Mm. Yeah. I think that's an old fashioned term. Mm. But, I've t- uh, I, yeah. I've uh, I've well I've I've cleaned up one child's room. Or well, one room that had child toys in it. Uh. <laughs> when I say cleaned up. <laughs> I just mean I threw them all away. You shut the door. Oh, good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love that concept of throwing them all away. I was fortunate to have my house pretty tidy before, uh, th- before the family left. I went up there with them with Easter and then left them up there with the in-laws. Yeah, and that's good. I'm going to Austin in <laughs> the morning. Say, you say that. <clears throat> you say that like they weren't expecting you to leave. <laughs> I, I just went up there and just left them in the middle of the night. I just got out of bed. <laughs> Very quietly got dressed and bolted. What What did you quietly leave in? My nine eleven. Oh, okay. But, oh, so it wasn't quiet. It wasn't no, quiet. it wasn't quiet. And it wasn't three in the morning. I thought. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't sure whether you'd motorcycled it up or. No, I took the car. Yeah, nice. It was. Um, I I had to bring the dog. That's what it was. Yeah, they left the dog behind. I had to bring her. Wait, <clears throat> you put the dog in the nine eleven? I did. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah, that's what? Right, for the you first said time. You were Whoa, not going to do that. La- I told you. I've, t- I've, oh, t- <laughs> I've turned that. over like this new leaf where I said I'm just going to abuse the shit out of this. Thing. Okay. <laughs> this week on Dog Daddies with Cars. <laughs> <laughs> but I, d- I put her little bed on the front seat, and she sat in the bed. You know, she she wasn't like on the seat. Did you just like strap her in? No, okay. I didn't strap her in. Evan takes a chihuahua and one of one hundred. Yeah, it was pretty cute. She looked really cute. And the entire time, she just sits up and stares right through me. Yeah. Like, just looks me. Every time I'm looking at her, she's looking at me right in the eye for three hours straight. Never <laughs> never laid down, never relaxed, just stared right at me. So freaky. She's such a silly little dog. Yeah. I love that thing. Luna, Luna and I explored the California coastline on Easter Sunday. Yeah, another dad with dog in a yeah. car. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And she got soaked. Yeah. And this is a big 80-pound dog getting soaked, right? Yeah, she had a lot of fun on the beach. Yeah. And then you put her just right in the RS5 front seat with like a towel or what do you do? Uh, no, I dried her off. Okay. So like we kind of walk back to the car, I dried her off, make sure it was, she's all like dry. But she's still like a little, yeah, you can't dry her off completely. It was a blank, I had a blanket and I, I figured that instead of just letting her sit on the front seat, I should put her in her actual, like she has a like a proper harness Oh, thing. wow. Cool. She has a harness thing and I have like the adapter thing that you, it's like a dog lead. It's like a, it's like two feet long. It's like a two foot long dog lead. And on one end, it's got like the clip that goes onto the harness. And on the other end, it's got a, a seatbelt buckle thing. So you can connect the harness to the seatbelt. Awesome. Yeah. What a trip. So Did she, you, she was on the back seat. Yeah, with, I was going to say, on, on the back shotgun or? On, a bl- on a blanket. And nice. Honestly, the whole way to the beach, she was just kind of like kept looking at me going, what are we doing? Right. Why are we still in the car? What are we doing? She sleep on the way home? She slept on the way home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I always enjoy 
having Scout sitting next to me. She doesn't have any choice. She, if she's riding with me, she has to ride shotgun because there's no backseat in any right. of my cars. One, one thing I will say is like I've had time on my own with the dog, like when the wife and kid are out of town for a day or two here and there. But when the dog is with them and I come home for day day after day and there's no dog, no kid, no wife, and it's just me for like two or three days, it, I do not like it. Huh. I, I mean, I like it at first. You know, it's just nice to be able to stay up, just do whatever the heck I want without even thinking about it, you know? Like MotoGP, yeah, now play, until dawn. Play music really loud late at night or <clears throat> yeah, play the drums or whatever the heck I want. But Oh, can I come play the drums? Yeah, you can. Absolutely. But I, But yeah, I... I do not like not having a dog around. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. So you don't really know that you need a dog until you have a dog. It's true. I'm, yep. I don't ever want to not have a dog. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. My dog's very aware of uh, mid-engine Porsches. Yeah, what do you mean by that? Yeah. She I'm pretty sure you could put your dog into like any kind of Porsche and just start the engine, and then she would tell you where the engine was. Yeah, because she does this every time I start the car. She and looks she, at it. She looks back <laughs> where the awesome. engine is. That's awesome. Yeah. She also is completely enamored with manual shifting. She's like, as I'm shifting through the gear, she's like fixated. Like, what? what's going on over there? <laughs> you know, and it's like, and I move the thing and she's like, and then I move it back and she shifts her head back. Like, Cute. something's going to happen with this. Like, you know, tense German Shepherd. She's like, ah, not good. Whatever you're doing. Sounds like she's engaged in the situation, though. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't really lie down. She sits straight up like a passenger. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. That's how my dog does. She just sits up, faces forward. She also reads the sticker on the cowling, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And she's. What what does it say? It says, no, you're you're not not going to die. die. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Uh, So, yeah, that was. uh, Good times with the dog. Yeah, Sunday was good. I, I was not expecting. I, I was pleasantly surprised about how um, unbusy, like uncongested, the roads were on Sunday. Easter yeah. Sunday, Highway One, um, Highway Ninety Two, which is like Highway. I, mean, I think a lot of people know Highway One. Everybody refers to it as Highway One or the Pacific Coast Highway or PCH. And it was like not crazy for a holiday Sunday. Uh, there were a bunch of, there were clearly there were a bunch of uh, families that all, had all decided to come to the beach f- to celebrate Easter Sunday, but not as many as I thought there were going to be. So I was able to, par- able to park and I was able to, uh, you know, I enjoyed the drive and everything. But um, I stopped at a coffee shop on the way home and I actually got into this really interesting conversation with a guy riding a motorcycle. And um, we were just talking about the appropriateness of the the vehicle that you're driving on the roads. And earlier in the day, I'd, I'd seen, and we've all seen this, where you have a bunch of, of really like high, like, you know, supercar and performance cars. I'd seen them like shooting down Highway 1 when I was sitting on the beach. There was like a Lamborghini. There was two Ferraris. There was an Audi R8. There was like a, a 911. And they were hammering it. And they were all like within two or three feet of each other. Wow. And um, the, the, guy on the, the guy on the bike, we were talking about this and he was talking about like the picking, like from a, from, a, from a bike's perspective, like picking the most appropriate bike to be riding for the road that you're driving on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we talked a little bit about that. We talked a little bit about 
the you know the most appropriate car and i was like you know quite often i feel like my car's just like too big and heavy compared to your two cars which is much more much lighter and more agile um we'll talk about it in a minute but we took a friend of ours for a drive on on saturday and just start you know hearing about the differences of the three cars that we're driving um and just like seeing the differences like you guys can always take off and lose me when it gets twisty and then when it's a little bit straighter i can always catch up um, which kind of says it all really. But um, <laughs> but anyway, the guy that was on the bike, was he had this fantastic phrase. He was just like, oh yeah, yeah. I told him about the like the Lamborghini and the Ferraris and everything, like just hammering down at Highway 1. He was like, oh yeah, yeah, no, I see those guys all the time. It's like a, a pack of angry dogs. <laughs> and I was like, God, yeah, that's absolutely right. Because I always find that when you encounter that crowd, they're com- they're, they're, it feels like they're completely unaware of anything else that's going on on the road around them and it, they're just like yeah i'm gonna Which go they as are. fast as i can well i mean their assumption is that nothing is faster right well that's I mean, probably true probably but i mean on, there's on, always on, faster. on the numbers the, on the page and the numbers sure but like there's always faster i always i tend to see those drivers and i always think to myself like the the car is outpacing the driver at this oh point. absolutely i mean with probably rare exceptions, right? Yes. Yeah, and we saw I mean, and we, and we saw plenty of that on Senate, Senna's dad. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> like, we uh, and we saw plenty of that on Saturday as well, didn't we? Yeah, we saw some of that. I mean, yeah, we saw some of that. I don't know. Can we go back to the bike for a minute? Yeah. So was he saying like he had a quiver of bikes, like one for you know twisties, one for straights, one for like what was like back up to that. Yeah, he was uh, the, the best way I could give you the best analogy is is driving the slow car fast. So his thing was like, you know, I've done the sport bike thing. I don't need to be driving down these roads at 120 miles an hour. Mm. I'd much rather be driving a smaller displacement bike that's more comfortable and really getting into the curves. Got it. Then what was he on? Well, I I, I was telling Evan about it yesterday, and I can't, I don't know what it was. I think it was like a KTM, but it he he described it as an enduro bike. Yeah, was that probably not, makes sense. Like it was Duke. not like a sports bike for right. sure. Um, but he said like you know the thing that I have the most fun on was like a one twenty five dirt bike. Yeah, you know because it's a lot of people so are light. Yep, so nimble, so nimble, so light. Suspension super forgiving. Right, but it, it's like he was he said he was having more fun on that at twenty five miles an hour than he would have done on his superbike at one hundred twenty on these roads. Yeah. So. I, I agree. I, I think not just from an a enjoyment perspective, but I like it when I'm faster on a slower bike than a some guy on a super fast right. bike yeah. is. Right. Yeah. You know, he he's really slow on his super badass, you know, two hundred horsepower yeah. crotch rocket and I'm on something that's hundred and twenty horsepower and I'm walking him and it's just like that's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. And yeah. if I had a sport bike that was equal to his and I walked him, it would not be nearly as sweet. Wouldn't, wouldn't be as satisfying. <laughs> Nowhere yeah. near as satisfying. <laughs> I think one of the reasons why I enjoyed in the early days driving my S2000 with David and his M5 and Ben and his RS5. Yep. I was exactly. like, these guys have like more than double the horsepower that I have. Yep. And, you know. What are you saying? And for what? You don't need it. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, you guys have more than double the horsepower. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I do like the argument of, or I agree with the argument of. It's better to drive a slow car fast than a fast car slow. Yeah. But uh, yet, or but or yet, I, here I'd, we I'd go, go further and say, <laughs> I'd go further and say, like it's it's better to drive a slow car fast than a fast car fast, or a fast car 
sorry, fast car slow or a fast car fast that you you don't know what you're doing. Well, I think the best world would be where you're driving a fast car fast. Sure. The, the, I, but, that that I like the best, but but there's know. so many so few instances where you could really. But we do are that. driving fast cars fast, and and I like this might sound, this might get me thrown off podcast, and might get me thrown out of various communities. Thrown into jail? You're fired. <laughs> no, I mean it won't get me thrown into jail because I'm I'm. I, Lay it on me. I, I'm not trying to go back to last week's topic, but I am going to say, <clears throat> I still don't know if I actually need to own my GT4. Like, okay. even after even after the drive on Saturday, it's like, yep, okay. But it's too much, like, okay. which is, is a lot coming from me, that, right? That is a lot. Like, let's, uh, let's, so let's unpack that for a little bit then. <laughs> what, what is too much? Help me understand. When you say too much... Okay, so because I, I I can't comprehend what that even could mean. I, <laughs> neither can I. That's why I'm asking the question. And I, and says, I, says the guy who was sharing lanes with bikes. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> Please don't. No, so I mean, um, again, like we took a good friend of ours on this drive that we went on Saturday, and and uh, he switched up cars. Like so, he yeah. he wasn't driving his own car. He nope. was he jumped in the cars with us and. He did, he did a section with me, he did a section with Cameron, he did a section with Evan. And it was great because like, I don't know that we've ever had the, any of that before yeah. to say, like, say, hey, so first impressions, right? You know, yeah. you, you, like essentially never been in any of our cars before and, and had never been on a drive with us. So like, what are your impressions? So what did you think of this? And the reason I'm saying that now is because my conversation with him about riding with you was... He was like, man, that thing is like built for one thing only. And it is like to do that. Yeah. And it's like a it's like a go-kart for the streets. And so I think about that and I'm and I'm like, that's amazing. Why wouldn't you just want to do that like a lot? And you're telling me that it's you feel like it's too much. That's why I'm asking. Well, so unpack that for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a really good lead in with the conversation that our friend Mike and I were having. We were talking about vehicle dynamics, right? It's like, hey, so, you know, you've been in Ben's car. Now you're in my car. Like, things to know before you get into Evan's car. And, and, you know, we had talked a little bit about this in text before he joined us. And I didn't want to over-engineer a conversation. I also didn't want to load up a bunch of detail that maybe wasn't particularly important. But I was like, if the one thing out of any of this that you step away with is you will recognize how these cars are engineered to do the thing that we're doing. And like each driver will end up adapting to that in some way. But in my conversation, which comes back to this part of my thinking and I, and I was not trying to scare him nor freak him out, but I said, okay, so one thing to recognize is we are all running on extreme summer tires and the roads are cold and the roads are wet. And if you feel me like drop back, it's because I know this thing's twitchy. Yep. And it's twitchy in the back end. And I know exactly like what, like, and I was telling him, it's like, it's, it's usually a left turn for me. And it's usually like when I've got a little too much steering angle because the turn is tight, the tires cool down or the tires get wet and the back end gets slippery. Yep. And 
you know, one, I want both of us to come home alive. Two, I don't do crazy shit when I know that when I'm even remotely worried about what could happen with us in a situation of not a lot of grip, like I will slow down and we're just heading in like a hard left. And I saw his hand go for the door and I saw the other hand go for the center console because like now that was in his head. And, you know, at the same time, I didn't want him unaware of the possibility of how twitchy my car is. And, you know, fine. We took the turn, powered into it. You know, no, no issues. Like we, we had no issues the entire ride. But he said, he asked the question, like, you know, what's the, what's your favorite car to drive flat out? And I was like, it's not this one. And he's like, well, what was it? I was like, it was a Honda. Cause he's a Honda guy, right? Yeah. Like now yeah. currently. Yeah. And I think he was genuine. I don't know. I'd never followed up on it, but I think he was genuinely surprised by that, that I'm like, the car that I bought for $24,000 is the car that I actually think <laughs> I'd prefer to be driving at like nine tenths or 10 tenths. Yeah. Cause it was way more predictable. And that's the thing I think with the GT four that I'm still like at this. And, and it's the point that we were just joking around about. It is more car than I am driver for. Like I'm not good enough to drive that car at even like seven tenths. And I find myself backing off from it almost every time I drive it. And I, and I mean, well, you have to on the street. I mean, you can't drive that car to its yes, limit on the street. You have to. Well, that's, that's the point. And I'm kind of like with the S2000, there were times where I'm like 8,000 RPMs powering into the turn and I, I'm, it's, it's hitting the rev limiter. And you know, that thing was very like old F1E where, you know, it's like the tax on a big thing and the rev limiter it's not just like, eh, it's like it knocks it down and you watch the thing go like this and it blinks at you like you're an idiot. And I'd just be on it. I wouldn't even let off it through a turn like that. And I'd let it do its thing. And it's it's getting jerky because the fuel injection's cutting out. <laughs> old and school, I'm just like... It's like old school traction control, right? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just powering through like at, at 8,000 RPMs and it's like, fuck it, you know? And this thing, I'm not that. At yeah, all. you can't. Totally. And so for me, it's like, why do I own this? Like, yes, to the point that you made. It's like, I could get the S2000 out of my driveway without putting a bunch of ramps up, and I could be on a freeway in a matter of minutes. I was on the worst. Like, I don't even know when the all seasons on the front were put on. They were probably at least seven or eight years old. They were cracking. And I was driving that thing like a maniac. <laughs> and having a blast every single time I did it. Like the GT4, it's like an event every single time I drive it. And it's a little bit like putting on a suit. It's like, I enjoy putting on a suit. I do, but I don't always enjoy putting on a suit. And sometimes when I'm putting on a suit, I'm uncomfortable. And this is kind of that thing where I'm just like, eh, do I want to own this? And like, unfortunately, I mean, not, not to go down the list of cars that I own. All of them are in kind of that space where I'm just like, I don't know that this is this is making me happy anymore. Oh, car can't make you happy, yeah. Well, I mean, no, car can't make me happy, but I can get joy out of 
whatever aspect of the car that I have. Like I used to really love working on my 1602. That brought me a ton of joy. And it doesn't right now. I'm just like, I want this friggin' thing done. And I want to try and drive it and see if that brings joy. And if that doesn't bring joy, then I don't, then that car too sits in the camp of like, I don't know why I own this. If, if you own a GT four and you're saying it doesn't bring joy, I, um, I don't know what to tell you. There's just not much hope. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously, it's the ultimate car for the street. I think it's just amazing. But I, I get what you're saying. I know what you mean about driving at 10 tenths and not being able to do that on the street and how you want something you can really. But I mean, like when up. I've driven your car, like we had the opportunity to drive through the city and your car is not twitchy, nor is it punishing when you hit potholes or anything. And right. like my entire car just shudders anytime the road is not gleamingly perfectly smooth and i i'm fine to drive over it's not like i'm like uh, i don't want to feel any vibrations or i don't want to feel the road like that's not it at all it's just like it's a, susp- it's a lot the suspension slams and bottoms out and it was funny because <laughs> i think Ben was making fun of me when i bought the gt4 he's like why don't you just get the Lotus Exige? Like, you know it's like a kit car and everything's like super tight and everything bangs and you know, there's nothing in it. And I was like, well, I think this is probably extreme enough. He's like, I don't know, S2000, GT4, like, there's got to be something more extreme. And I think I found my level of extreme. I don't want anything. You more don't extreme. want to go that, that I don't that want anything more extreme than this. Well, so, I mean, so how long have you had the car? I can't remember. When did you get it? Mm, I got it in 2018. That That's a pretty good stint to own a car. And I don't think there's anything wrong with you realizing after owning a car for five years and saying, you know, maybe this isn't for me. No, I don't think it's that, uh, respectfully. I think sure. it's uh, it, you own the car and you explore it and you go, I, I've, I've done it all now. Yeah. It's like me in college with girls. Okay. Okay. I'm good. Pretty big population at the University <laughs> of Southern Florida. Man, 40,000 you... students. Wow. <laughs> Impressive. Busy. Full time. But you know what I mean? It's like, Are it, you sure it's... you're the dad of only one? <laughs> no, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh. But you, know, but you know what I mean? It's like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's like you've taken it for a test drive and gone, oh, you know what? This isn't for me. Right. right? I think you've That's done, true. I think you've really like explored it. The only thing you haven't done is track it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I think you've taken it on long, we did that when we did the long run to go pick up uh, Evan's car. Well, meet yeah. Evan, meet Evan. Well, I mean, we did that thing you've with the Audi like, group, and that was all day. And that was all day, and you've done like lots of back roads. And, and, yeah, no. So like, you've done a lot of driving in that car to know whether or not it's it's the the right, you know, it, it's filling the right, you know, need that you have for that thing. I think it's perfectly fine to say, "Hey, this isn't really what I want to do," or "It is what I want to do. I just don't want to do it in that car." Yeah, I mean, I think maybe that that's true. It's for the street. I don't know. I guess I just don't know that it makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> oh, it, it definitely doesn't. I mean, it really doesn't. Most 911s don't. It's just like crotch rockets. It's like, what? That's legal? Yeah. That's insane. Um, it's not for everybody. Yeah, I mean, and I think... Yeah, I think there's a bunch there that 
you know, I, I truly enjoyed our drive on Saturday. It was great. I, I loved some of the sections that we had where we were carrying a lot of speed and it was fun. Um, you know, even some of the tighter sections where the road was a little bit dodgier, all great. Um, but yeah, I just don't know that it's, it's going to be the thing that keeps me feeling content in some way. If, if it's not, I, I mean, I think for like the investment that it is, if it's not calling to you like all the time, and you're not trying to figure out, like, not like, oh, I have to drive it. But, like, if it's not calling to you and you're like, when am I going to, when is the next time I'm going to figure out the best, you know, the like the next great thing that I can do with this car? Yeah. I mean, if it's I guess. Not, if it's not doing that, then it's not the right solution. You said you don't look back at it. That's kind of telling to me. Oh, no, I don't look back at the Boxster. Well, that I can understand. <laughs> no, I've never said anything <laughs> no, about not looking back at the GT4. Oh, yeah. for some reason I was thinking it was the no, GT4. No, no, I was no. like, let's, oh, I'd definitely be turning around. Let's remind everybody that the Boxster is a 986. <laughs> <sighs> not the most attractive. Great car. Great car. I mean, just not again, though, every time I get behind the wheel of that, which is my daily, yep. you know, it doesn't matter where I'm going. It's like, I'm going to Walgreens. I'm going to whatever. I am. I'm hitting the rev limiter in that thing on every on-ramp. And it's it's not fast. It is, you know, it's keeping up with traffic and it's, if driven well, it's faster than a lot of things, but it's, you are working that thing and I'm fine with that. Like I'm not precious about it at all, but it's, uh, you definitely are trying to get the most out of it, but I'm smiling a lot more when I'm driving it because Mm. It's easy and simple and, you know, again, no matter what I'm doing, it's like, yep, this thing's not above my abilities in any way. So, I don't know. But see, maybe shifting this slightly because we're talking an awful lot about vehicle dynamics and things like that. I struggle with each of these things, though. I struggle with the idea of letting some of these things go because they represent connection and community in some way right like the hardest car for me i think to let go would be my 1602 because that community of o2 owners in the bay area and and the larger bmw community around it has meant so much to me like they've been not only supportive they've been great friends and if i didn't have that I know they'd still let me hang out. They've said that, you know, like including the people that we were wrenching with last night. But if you don't have that connection and you don't have that, that thing to gather around in some ways, I, I, I worry that you lose, you lose some of that. And same thing with the GT four. It's like, what would I drive to go with you guys and do things? You know, it's like the Boxster. I mean, I've done that. I'd still hang out with you if you had a whatever. Yeah, no, I know. Maybe, I mean, maybe. maybe. I'm not like that's promising. Different. Well, it depends I'm, what you like. Had. I still have to do this podcast with this guy every week, even though he yeah. now I like drives. The fact that you're like you're, you're reserving, like uh, like maybe. Well, I, what I'm, if he shows up with like a Dodge Prowler? I mean, I, I think we could just we could just take him out the back and just put him out. Put, put him out of his misery. At I that mean, what, point. what if I showed up with a, what if I showed up with like a hell something hell. Mm. 
you know. I just leave you in the dirt around the corners and never slow down and just be gone. I'd I'd be, text I'd, you later and be like, how was your drive? I'd be, yeah. like, I'd be like, hey, we're going to have a race. There's going to be lots of corners. Bye. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, I'll be there in my Ram Power Wagon with the fucking 9.2 liter Hemi. I kept giggling to myself when I drove my father-in-law's Ram truck this weekend because of all the shit we talk about <laughs> Ram truck drivers. <laughs> Which is funny because I asked my cousin who's got the Ram... 2500 heavy duty with the Cummins. Super duty. It, it, he's got the Cummins yeah. turbo diesel. I'm like, hey, have you ever rolled coal? And he starts dying. He's nice. like, how did you hear about that? And he's like, I, I, I haven't. I'm like, <laughs> why haven't you? And he's like, you need a tune. I'm uh, like, you don't have the tune? And he's like, I don't have the tune. I'm like, do you want the tune? I'll pay for the tune. That's fun. Yeah, you have to have it like a certain setup. Yeah, like a valve yeah. he was telling me that it's like this, like there's a, it, it's not expensive hardware, but there's a little bit of hardware, and then there's yeah. some computer tune that you need to do it. I was like. <coughs> Is there like a button? <coughs> there's a button. I think there's, there's a, a button. button. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty mean. I, 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 I'll chip in. Oh, for the, for the tune? Yeah. <laughs> I, but I have a, I have a stipulation. What's that? It's, it's uh, you're required to do that to a Tesla once a day. Oh yeah, I'd be happy to. He do that. He would take that challenge. <laughs> like even if you have nowhere to go for the yeah, day, yeah, you have to go out. You're you just like, go out I'll, I'll be right back, honey. Where are you going? <laughs> uh, I just got a coal roll. I have, Tesla. A, I, have, I have an obligation I have to make. <laughs> right, a promise I have to keep. Yeah, he's um. Every t- every Tesla that sits and camps out in the uh, outside lane. Yeah, one gets cold rolled. I will say real quick that my father-in-law, even though he does drive that Ram, it's not a diesel, and he did drive a diesel, but he's not the kind of guy to get up on you. He's very respectful and so uh, he's not that conservative on the road. From... No, he's very chill. He would never do that. Yeah. So anyway, community. Yeah, I Those get are that. hard hard decisions in some ways, which is weird. But <clears throat> I know what you mean. I. I do that with the motorcycles. Each different motorcycle has like a different type of community. You got like a cafe racer community. You got the adventure bike community, obviously Harley Davidson weirdos. Just kidding. (laughs) It's my father-in-law again. I'm sorry, Chris, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yeah, I I see the, I see what you mean. You you have to like, you're like breaking up with them if you sold the 1602 in a way. Yeah. And I mean, they'd be accepting of some other thing, but at the same time, that's the thing about community it's about the community like you don't if it was about the car you'd turn up to cars and coffee and leave the car and walk away and not talk to anybody right and for some like weird is not that what you do that's what i do no like in some no i mean like everybody everybody walks away and the cars talk to each other right <laughs> the car is not the community the people are the community right so if you establish yourself in the community you are in the community it's not because of your car the car is the entry, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. The, it is to quote. I'm gonna make a, like a. There's a double meaning to this, but it is the vehicle of entry. Ah, yeah, right. Ah, yeah, nice. it's the calling card. It's what gets yeah. you in the door. Right. It's a, it's like, hey, I, I, I'm with you guys. I, I'm. I understand all of this. We're this. We're of like mind. It's like the. It's like the Audi group that that I'm part of here in Silicon Valley, I don't really interact with them very much, but if you see one, if you see, see somebody in the road and you wave and it's like, like we, you know, it's like that community, right? You on here, bro. You on here, bro. I no, I was just going to say that the feeling of <sighs> arriving and leaving an event with a, a car that is of the ilk of all the other cars that are there. 
I think is a kind of a magical feeling for me. I, sure. I Absolutely. would have a hard time walking out of an event and getting in my civic and going home. I, I don't mean civic. I love civics, but I'm just saying, you know, getting in my non, you know, your Toyota Corolla, yeah, non GR. Yeah. Whatever. And, yeah. and going home. Okay. But, or even my three series, but, but cams come to the Audi meet that, I, that, you know, I've gone to like Audi cars and coffee in the morning. <laughs> I always park my car away. Cause you know, those guys get super uppity with the Porsche. No, they don't. It's all vag, right? It's all, Volkswagen property about the Porsche. No, they don't. They 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 crowd around it and take pictures. Is what they do. Yeah, that last one, definitely. But what I'm saying is, like, uh, again, if you're part of the community, you're part of the community, and I think yeah. the, com- the community is the mindset. It's not the vehicle that you've turned up with. Yes, if you were, if you just rolled up to like a Porsche meet <clears throat> and you were in a Civic, people would be like, "What's do you have, do you have a Porsche? Or are you just driving the Civic today?" Um, and then you'd probably talk to them and you'd be like, no, no, but I, I you know what would, you know, I, what, I've had Porsches. No, I actually think the other <laughs> way around. It's like, yeah, you know what? Like, this is my dream car. I've always wanted to get one of these cars. I can't do it yet. I'm saving up. And they would welcome you. You're right. Literally. Absolutely. They would sure. be like, oh, that's awesome. Come and take a look. What do you, what are you thinking about getting? You know, it'd be all of that conversation. It's not about the car. It's about the person. It's about the. It's about the mindset. It's about the obsession. It's about the mentality of being in, of being want, either wanting to be or being in that community. I, I, I'm. I know that I'm being I like utopian, right? I get it, right? But I don't think it's it's just about having the ability to buy the car. It's about the the desire. It's about the fascination. It's about the obsession. It's not about the ability to like just like stick out the money and buy the car. That that doesn't happen at autocross with the Porsche Club, though. No, no, they kick you out. No, they don't kick you out. <laughs> they just shun you. See, then I then I guess I. Oh yeah, you had that when you took the S two thousand. Yeah, right? like literally, any of the non instructor uh, mentors, if you will, like, hey, here's how this course works. Whatever, right, right. they would not get in the car with me. Well, I'm, I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna say this right now. And we we joke about this when we go to these things, and, and we're all, we're like we're like pointing out, going, "Oh, look, there's your people, right? <laughs> Those aren't your people. They're not. They're not your people. No. And honestly, I don't want to hang out with people that behave like that. No, I didn't either. I, I the the fascinating thing was to our point, right? You know, to to back your point up, the instructor, like the master instructor of the Porsche, whatever, Golden Gate chapter he ended up getting in the car with me after like half the day and i i was going it alone because nobody would get in and i was doing terribly right so he gets in and we do two runs you know session two sessions together and he was the one that said yeah none of them are willing to get in the car with you and i'm like really and he's like, why i'm just saying that like you've had trouble getting people to show up and he's like and the reason why is They've all been beaten in open autocross classes by people in S2000. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so that was hilarious. And so we did two sessions where I was driving in the third session. He's like, can I drive? And I'm like, my S2000? He's like, yeah. And I was like, sure. Yeah. And he just went out and like I sat in the passenger seat and he just hammered it. Yeah. And just just like turned like one of the best times of the day <laughs> and everything. And he's like, this is why they hate this car. Okay. So it's nothing to do with you then. No, no. I, and I'm not saying that at all. Like yeah. it was not anything to do with me. 
in that instance, I just was being funny. And it's also like, like, it's not snobbery about like, oh, you can't afford to bring a Porsche to this event. I mean, I think there's a bit of snobbery. No, they were afraid. (laughs) Well, I mean, and again, maybe I'm sitting on the other side of that now, right? Like I've had the fortune of owning both things and I own them back to back. Yep. In fact, I owned them together for a period of time because I couldn't figure out what to do with my S2000. I had a hard time letting it go and I also had a hard time finding somebody to buy it. And Which seems crazy now. Now, yes. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things. I've had the fortune of having both, and I think, I don't know. Like, I think maybe, for me, the S2000 was a better choice in some ways. So, this is, are you just, uh, I've just had a thought. Like, how go, buy, often, go buy another one. <laughs> yeah. No. How often, because there are so many factors that play into an individual's decision to buy a particular car, right? So how much of that is is like brand recognition, fashion, like, you know, all of the other things that get wrapped up with the idea of buying, you know, a, a particular mark of car versus actually the right car for what you want to do? Yeah. I think that factors into it. Yeah. And I, I'd be lying. No, no, I'm not talking about you. No, I, I, I will own this. I'd be lying if I said that those things didn't factor in. And I think you and I were making a joke about that when I had my S2000. And some dude rolled up, no fenders. The thing was completely destroyed. And he's trying to like strike up a conversation about being S2000 owners. And I'm like, I don't know what to say right now. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I think the other thing that plays into it probably for a lot of people is there is some in my life, at least maybe, you know, those that like they're the first person to give a shit about a car, but like I come from a long line of car people. Right. And in the end, my dad was like Porsche, 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 Porsche. Right. Like even when I bought my BMW, he's like, this is a waste of time. Like you have a hard time moving away from that as well. It's like all of these things get brought into your, your thinking when you're, you're caring about what car you drive. Yeah. We've often talked about how like a lot of people just consider a car uh, as a, um, a utility, right? It's just a white goods item. Yeah. It's like a white goods item, which that doesn't make any sense to anybody that is in English. No, I know, but it's, uh, um, no, it's gone out of my head. I can't remember. It's like a Maytag. It's like any other appliance. It's appliance. an appliance. It's an appliance. Yeah. Yes. So, and you see those people every day. I see them all the time, every day. Like they're not, they have absolutely no interest in the car for itself. It is an appliance. I it just is, feel sad for those people. Well, that's because we have a different outlook on what this all means and what, what it, and what it means to us specifically. Right. But do you want the, uh, do you want the uh, electric MG update? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, no. So I spoke to my mom this morning. I, sp- I was like, hey, so how's the car? Yeah. Um, it's doing a bunch of weird stuff. Which is- <laughs> Already? Yeah. Completely what I expect out of an electric <laughs> oh, car. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, from like, MG, too. Or what, what are the weird... What's whatever. the weird... Yeah. So, like, she was telling me when, you, when she gets in the car and she has it all set up, I, I haven't... I have not personally seen the car. Yeah. My, my family has seen the car. They saw the car this weekend because she came up to, to meet them for Easter Sunday um, in the UK. And I'm, I assume it has like a big display. It's like a, like a typical like electric car with a big like touchscreen yeah. display. And I would hope so. So she says, well, you know, when I get into the car, 
and I set the radio up and I have it like all nicely tuned to Radio 4 and everything's working perfectly and then I get out of the car and I turn the car off and then I come and sit down in the car the next time and, and none of that's remembered. Hmm. Wow. And, uh, and it's like, so, so, but then she said, but sometimes it is. <laughs> so sometimes I get in the car and the radio turns on and it's on Radio 4 and then sometimes I get in the car and turn the car on and it's not on and it's on a different channel. So just it's like it has a mind of its yeah, own. Yeah, it's keeping her on wow. her toes. And I'm like, yeah, that's not cool. And then uh, and she was like, so she, she said, I'm, I must have paired my phone with it like 20 times. Oh my the, gosh. And it doesn't work. It doesn't like stay. Still doesn't work. It still doesn't work. <laughs> so do we know whether or not the Chinese company, Saic, I think I looked it up. Yeah, you did. Do we know if Saic bought Lucas? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it, right? Because <laughs> if Saic bought Lucas, it all makes sense. I think there was a joke uh that during world war 2 the germans avoided the lucas electrical factory because they figured if they left it intact it was another way that the british would do themselves in <laughs> well, yeah they're, they're going to make bombs and triggers in that factory and that shit's just going to blow just not up work. yeah none of it's going to work yeah yeah oh hey one crazy thing since we're talking about the uh, british car industry really quick I had another idea, another crazy idea for the DWC logo. Oh, yeah? What if we took the old DeLorean DMC logo oh. and we just switched the M upside down? <laughs> How badass would that be? It's like the NASA, it's like the NASA worm, yeah. but... Yeah. Yeah. The worm logo. I like it. I like that, too. Uh, is I, that, I was is that thinking, legal? Yeah, no one cares. There's like a like a stone like countertop company down on Junction that has that same logo and it's like they've turned the letters the other way or whatever. We get down to making website, we could just have like the logo just swap out every now and then. Just it just randomly swaps out. I don't know. Aren't they making a new DeLorean? Supposedly. I think it's electric. Did it's I got see like thirteen point two gigawatts? Did better have one point eight, one point twenty one gigawatts. Something, um, yeah. Did uh, did I see an actual image of that thing, or was it some crazy mock up thing that somebody did? Got to Google it now. Don't remember. Well, when it comes to the status thing, by the way, like I fully admit that I've always wanted to own a Porsche. I love the concept of the nine eleven, and since I was a kid, I wanted it, and it is a status symbol for me. Totally. I I love. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just yeah. recognizing sure. it. Look, I understand some people would think that's a bad thing, and I couldn't give a shit. I, 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 I had to have a leather-covered dash, by the way. Like, that was one of the options, like, when I was checking the used boxes on my car. It's I Alcantara. Like, I, want, I want leather dash. Yeah, my, mine has a leather dash, and I didn't know that it had a leather dash until I went to clean it, like, a, like a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's leather. It's squishy. Yeah. I could put my fingernail in there. But I wanted I wanted deviated stitching in red as well. Like mm. so all shit that has nothing to do with the car itself. But anyway. Evan uh, said not to sell the car because selfishly he likes to he wants to make sure that there's somebody that can keep up with him. Not really keep up. <laughs> I don't really mean that. Yeah, because you know that I can't keep up. No, you just That's said not true. you just said you bought your car because you wanted to like you wanted a car to hang out with Cameron. He was not going to accept you unless you bought a Porsche. So. Right? Yeah, it's an expensive friendship. 
<laughs> very expensive. Yeah, which somehow I'm like, dude kept up with me in the, his 335i. Impressive. I'm going to qualify. See, now you're going to break cash. up with me because I tried to keep up with No, understand. you're going to break up with me because I'm going to sell my GT4. That's what I'm saying. I might have to. That's it. We're done. <laughs> we're finished here. <laughs> I'm not hanging out with some Honda guy. <laughs> <laughs> This guy keeps talking about Hondas. I'm I, I'm not going to hang out with him anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I am that guy at autocross. No, the, I, I'd, I'd like to qualify my comment about uh, about status and like brand recognition and the whole thing. Like, so it's um, the guy with the Rolex. Exactly. I, I'm not. I, my point is, I don't have a problem with people that are that have a desire to own a Porsche or a Rolex or a Ferrari, whatever like that, if it is about owning the, the engineering, right? If it is about the passion, if it is about wanting to be able to, to covet everything about that. Gotcha. That, I like handmade shit with a bunch of history. Right. Yeah. I have a problem when somebody wants to own something and they don't know anything about it. They just want to own it. The name. Because yeah. of the name. Yeah. That's that's where I have a problem. I'm with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I those people that. don't join communities. Those are all the people that you wave at because you're driving the same car and they but don't they wave do, back. Those people do turn up to Cars and Coffee in matching Porsche outfits. Yeah, because, that again, they're like, look at me and how rich I am. Exactly. So I'm just trying to distinguish between those those two crowds of people and say that the community that you're talking about, which is an important part of why you do the thing, things that you do, that doesn't go away. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just, well, if you don't own, if like if you don't own the car anymore, the people that you've that you've that you've met with and you've like you've become friends with and you're part of a community in, they don't suddenly just go away. Right. That would be the behavior of somebody that's just like, oh, well, you don't own the car anymore, and you can't come in now. Yeah. Well, I mean, so one thing, and then we can leave this part of it behind. It was interesting, is, and I'll I'll leave this person anonymous, and I'll just call him Aerodynamic Kid. Aerodynamic Kid gave me a bunch of really good advice on aerodynamics for my GT4, driving a very similar GT4. He never once mentioned any other cars until he was asked. And then when asked, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. So like, I got a GT3. Yeah, which one do you have? I have the 4.0. And then later it was like, yeah, I'm actually kind of thinking that I might get a Corvette. And it was like, other friend says, well, what are you going to sell? And he's all, I'm thinking I'm going to sell the, the California. I'm like, I'm like sorry, Ferrari? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it was a little bit like that. And you're just like, wow, okay, this person has a lot of money, but yet was not in, in the lead. Like, it's to your exact point. He was more interested in the aerodynamics and talking about $200 part that I could get that was going to like change my world. Well, I, I met that guy at the races, right? Yeah, you did. And, and he was the most unassuming guy. I couldn't believe he had that GT3, much less anything else. You know, he just very chill, Yeah, whatever. They were all like guy. that. All, that whole group of yeah. people is totally like that. You know, I, I admit, I've never been into community when it comes to vehicles. Big what, surprise, right? Why does that not surprise yeah. me? <laughs> I've never gone to like a VW. I shouldn't, I've gone to meets and stuff, but I don't enjoy standing there and i mean i enjoy talking to you guys i really do i enjoy going to the cars and coffee and talking to you guys about the cars but going up to people i don't know and having small talk about the cars i i just 
I no, would never but, do it. I've been with you at Cars well, and Coffee. You yeah. Love, you enjoy I'm, talking I'm to getting people. used to it. This is like, I'm, this is new for me. This even just doing the podcast, you know, it's, it's social and it's about cars and cars have always been my favorite thing. I'm a driver. You know, I like to get behind the wheel and go when people are sitting there talking. I'm like, we could be driving right now. Yeah. <laughs> like I always went with this motorcycle group and the first thing they did was they'd stop after 45 minutes out of a three hour ride and have lunch for an hour. And I'm like, I ate before I came here. I came here to ride. You know, we only have so much time. And sorry, I'm not here to socialize. I'm here to go. Uh, that was always hard for me, um, you know, to kind of relax for that hour, I remember. But it's interesting because the people that you've ended up being introduced to, again, you know, you can you can jump in on this. Like, I, you've made an impression on them, and it seems like, you know, you've found cool people. I'm a confident person, just in general. I yeah. always have been. Yeah. But I admit, when it comes to going to that, that those groups and stuff, it took me a while to feel like one of them. You mm-hmm. know, like I didn't feel comfortable talking about my car or or much anything really. But now I realize that everyone, you know, there is no like bar that you have to reach. You know, That's right. everybody's at their own level, and you know, I'm more of in the driver's aspect than the than the technical like looking at every little detail of the engineering of the car and, and knowing all the numbers and all the details. Um, I just like to, like I said, I like to go, but um, there's plenty of people like that and they can respect that. Yeah. And that's kind of the crux of it all, isn't it? I mean, to drive. But I mean, I think the fascinating thing is, so let's take last night. So we were wrenching. Yeah. Like you got props after the fact in text by, I mean, Diego, who... Oh, lay it on me. This is great. Hadn't been there. It's than- <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of the show. <laughs> Diego hadn't been there like 10 minutes, and Jeff Jeff was there for... You know, like, Jeff's like, yeah, like, so cool that, you know, everybody's wrenching. Like, you know, your, your podcast is wrenching, right? Like, he even said that last night when we were standing there. It's like, you know, I'm listening to the podcast and now oh, that I'm was here. so funny as well. He like drove up and he was listening to yeah. us in the car. Yeah. And he he's was, like, and he, that, wasn't, he wasn't expecting to see all three of us. No, there, right? he no. wasn't. He didn't know that everybody was going to be there. Cause I, I didn't, and I didn't put it to make that, that it was him. Cause I was upside down yeah. with a wrench in my yeah, hand yeah, yeah. and I heard the voice and I thought, Oh cool. I'll get to meet some guy, you know? And then I, I'm like, Oh, it's Jeff. I know him. But it's like, <laughs> I, I think the fact that everybody is willing to be, with tools in hand working on things like is another one of those things that goes beyond the driving, the hanging out at cars and coffee, because that's like a whole other, you know, side of it that some people don't. And that, and I'm not judgy about that, that, you know, some people don't want to do that. Like I'm questioning whether or not I want to continue to do that. But in moments like last night, you know, there were five of us just hanging around, and one, the work got done on a breakneck timeline. I was surprised at how quickly we were out of there. And secondly, you know, just having multiple people looking at it and being like, I think we should do this. Like, everything worked. And, like, I don't have those moments where, you know, everything works. And last night, like, everybody left, and it was like, well, that was really cool. Like, that yeah. was amazing that we were all hanging out, and, you yeah. know... We should do more of that. Like, you know, Jeff, Diego, like on my way over here, they were texting me and it was like, we should do more of that. Like, like get those guys together again, you know, <laughs> or anytime someone has a little pro- or even an oil change, yeah, you know, totally. we could bring the car over there and, and say, Hey, let's meet up and we'll all just, you know, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, that was another, like, one of those things where people are like, oh, it's so great that there's, like, a whole crew of us that are willing to get our hands dirty and, like, yeah. turn wrenches and do things. Like, because they don't, they don't get that all the time. But I, that's not, I, I would, I've been, I've come over to Diego's before and you've been doing something on the 18, no. 1800 or whatever. I mean, Diego's kind of a, like, that's a different, like, Diego is a community unto himself, okay. right? Like, okay. I mean, he, he's got, <laughs> like, I mean, We've all been hanging out with Diego since he was like 16 and I think we all feel a little bit like we've watched which Diego if you're listening to this it's I don't mean this in a negative way it's like we've watched him grow up but he just has a vibe to him where he's just like let's go driving let's go to cars and coffee yeah. let's go wrenching like he's always in for that you yeah. know and yeah. that is amazing to have a friend like that i'll tell you i'll tell you something about uh last night so yeah we were we all kind of got together we we're wrenching kind of together what were we what car were we were we working on what was it a 1974 carrera yeah 911 um and i had this weirdest kind of flashback and um uh if anybody that's ever done any like corporate like team building or corporate like <laughs> you know like any of those kind of exercises that yeah that you have for me personally any of those exercises that you have to endure right where you're like you're you're in you're you're like thrown together with a bunch of people that you don't know and it's like you're given a challenge and you have 20 minutes to build this like skyscraper out of macaroni or whatever the fuck it is um i kind of got that feeling about like us all kind of getting our hands stuck in last night not in a bad way it was actually really cool because because when i've been thrown into those like horrible like management like 101 like team building exercises uh you know there's always somebody there that's trying to fucking prove something and there's always like some ego involved in trying to like oh this is how we should do this and everybody listen to me i know what i'm doing i've done this before all this kind of shit and um, I thought last night was really cool because like everybody kind of at least had some idea of what the objectives were. Like, hey, let's get this done. I want to try and get this done. Let's get this done. Okay, great. And everybody was just kind of like, hey, w w uh, we should do this. Have you tried this? Try this, you know, try this hex nut bit. Like, oh, that's not working. Or like, try this one. Okay, you're going to take, take that hose and we're going to pull it through from here. Okay, yeah, cool. And like everybody was really collaborative, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. There was no ego. Yeah. There was there was no like like leader, like nobody was like taking charge of anything. It was just kind of like, hey, I'm really fucking happy that I'm hanging out here and we're all kind of doing this together and we're kind of trying to solve a problem. Let's all try and solve it together. And like the culmination of that was at, at some point, and I don't think any of us realized it at the time, but there was one moment that it literally took four of us to do one yeah. to do one yeah. thing. Yeah, I I saw that. I was holding the light. You were holding the light. <laughs> like you were. Cam was holding a wrench. Like uh, Jeff you, was, you were pushing it up against the. Jeff was hold, yeah. Jeff was holding the other wrench. Right. I was holding the like the the holding the wrench bar. on breaker. Right, right, like, right. And literally, like I think we like they got the nut loose, and then everybody was just like, "Oh shit, we wouldn't have been able to do that." No, without yeah. it taken four like of us here forty minutes to do that. And but, I had previously been joking that oh. We have eight hands. Yeah, we, yeah. That's really we necessary. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm going to stand over here and eat my burger. I'm like, no, <laughs> you guys carry on. That's great. Um, and uh, in that moment, I was like, you know what? That just happened. Mm -hmm. 
Like nobody had to say, hey, you do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Everybody was just completely disarmed, completely engaged in what we were trying to achieve. And it was just like, oh, no, I'll I'll stick my hand in there. Everyone like saw what needed to be done. That's right. And while the other person was incapacitated because they were already doing what they knew needed to be done. They just jumped in. They filled in the gap. And next thing you know, all the wrenches were tight and everybody pushed and it it came loose. and, And you know what that is? That is community. Yeah. That is a community coming together just to make that one nut come off the thing. Yeah. And I mean, I think that, like, so Evan said something last night to me that, that honestly, it stuck with me and it was, it was very telling about exactly what we're talking about. Evan said, you know, I, I hope you're taking this in right now that you basically have got all of these people here to help you. Yeah. And I said, that's big. And and he's like, I'm not being sarcastic and I'm not being funny. It's like you you really need to take in the fact that that you grabbed all these people and that all of these people were willing to come over here and help you. Yeah. They weren't just willing. They were like Sweet. No, everybody was like, Yes, like let's do this, right? <laughs> Could and escape. wait and <laughs> yeah. I was stoked. I was white the when you said seven thirty, I was bummed. I was like, I want to be doing it now. <laughs> yeah, which like you weren't the only one, right? Like Jeff's like, well, I, you know, I can get there at seven. I'm like, I, I don't know that I can, you yeah. know. And and Diego was like, I don't know when I'm going to be around. Um, we could have done that for five more hours, absolutely. Yeah, and and I would have been happy yeah. to do it. And I mean, I think that that like when you said that last night, I I I did take that in, and I was really thinking about that this morning. Even it's like that is a great group of people, right? All great in group. in their own ways. But like what Ben said too is, there's no ego. There's no like. I'm not going to do this. I don't want to do this or I'm here, but you know, kind of don't like people genuinely want that connection. They want to step out of their daily life. They want to step away from the other things that they have and do something constructive together yeah. as a group. You know, I, I, I didn't share this last night, but I, I actually, and I thought about it. I, I thought about this last night and I thought about it again this morning because it was, uh, I mean, there was there wasn't like a lot going on, but there was like a whole like list of stuff that you, that like needed to get achieved. Right? We finished the first task on the list, and then we kind of moved on to the second task. And you know, part of that involved taking like part of the engine apart, part of the like ignition apart. And at one point, Cameron, you said, "Oh, I'm I'm going to go disconnect the the negative terminal and battery." And I can't remember what everybody else is doing at this point, but you were up there for a little bit and you were like, and, and then I was holding a hot. No, coil. you were holding the coil. And I was holding else, a hot coil. You were at that removing point. the battery. No, no, no. But this was before you went and grabbed the coil. Yeah. Right. Well, I was trying to get the battery disconnected. You were trying to get the battery disconnected. And then at some point you said, Hey, ben, I can't do it. I ca- hey Ben, can you go and see if you can get the, the negative terminal, of the battery disconnected? And I was like, sure. So I went up to the, the battery and I, and I messed around with a bunch of wrenches that you'd had there. And I was like, finally, I found one that was working. And I was like, okay, I can see what I need to do. And it took me a couple of minutes. And then uh, I knew you guys were kind of waiting for like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're good. It's disconnected. So I got it disconnected and like safe. And I was just like, okay, yeah, battery's disconnected. And the bit that I was going to call out was like, nobody came and checked that. No, they were they were like they were like Ben. Can you make sure the battery's disconnected? And I was like, Yep, that's done. Trust you, sure. Yeah, that. So now and that would that felt really cool. Yes, just gonna say that felt really cool. Nice. It's just like I would have felt the same way. I I I relate to that. You know, like you're. I'm like I know that you're holding an ignition coil. If that that thing's still plugged in, that's gonna be like a nasty jolt, right? 
and so you like it was like, hey, can you make sure the battery's disconnected? Yep, it's disconnected. You know what I felt cool about is I, when, what I didn't tell you is it's not. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I felt I'm amazed cool. I'm still here. <laughs> when I first got there, we started working on it before you guys showed up. It was just Cam and I, and you know I kind of saw what needed to be done. We pulled the tire off and whatever. And I was like, well, I can work on this and you can work on that if you want, right? Yeah. Which didn't actually end up happening, which is fine because we were having too much fun, I think, kind of helping each other. Yeah. Um, and we both needed to be like right in the same spot, yeah. which was totally fine. But the fact that I rolled in and just pick up a wrench and I'm like, can I just start doing this to this vehicle? And you're like, yeah, sure. And like no monitoring or anything. It made me realize like... I do have a skill that I overlook, you know, I don't, it just knowing how to turn a wrench properly or like getting the feel for how sockets work and right. you know, getting it on there properly. You know, yeah. I know what I'm doing with a wrench, but I assume everybody does. I just think everyone, nope. anybody could do that. No. And then I'm like, no, like you well, should be I, proud of yourself that, that you, you can be. do that. And you not just be. up at the will. Yeah. My, my brother did a suspension in his, a Barth, um, Fiat 500 car or whatever, and he did it all by himself, and I didn't know he had it in him. And it wasn't about the skill, because I know he knows how to turn a wrench and the feel and all that crap, but the will, the the courage. And he texted me after, and he's like, showed me the pictures, and it was gorgeous. He did all the full suspension on the car, and he's like, that was 10% skill and 90% courage. Yes. You know? I, I can relate to that. Yeah, we oh, talked yeah. we talked about that it before. Is. I'm terrified anytime I do anything on my car. <laughs> totally. Well, I mean, and like Evan rolled up and he was like, I don't even like I'm here for moral support and I'm not touching anything and I'm like <laughs> well, I'm kind of just that looking didn't take at long him. Then. <laughs> well, but I mean, I'm I, well, I mean, he and I were there and I was like looking at him like, dude, no. And, and <laughs> he picks up a wrench and you know, he's like, I'm going to do this. I'm like, "Yes." Yeah. And I, I admit I was afraid I'm a little bit afraid of that car. It's a classic car and I'm afraid that I'm going to you know, put a scratch on it. But I mean, I think that's the thing. It's like that. No one should feel that way. Right. Like, I, I mean, maybe, you know, you're working on a one of one Bugatti made. If you're like working on a $26 million dollar yeah. Ferrari 250 GTO, I think you'd, you'd be. But, well, but I mean, g- none of us are getting invited to work on that car. So I mean, I'm like, not worried <laughs> about that scenario. And just to wrench on a car that cool. And be confident about it, all of us. You know, I just thought that that was that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that car is what a lot of people might work their whole life to try to get if they're a car person. And we're lucky enough to be able to go in and tinker on it. Well, thankfully, the current owner wasn't in the building. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, man, would you just cut this right which here? Been, like, sure. Which has been the excuse the entire yeah. time that thing's been there. It's like. Yeah, the current owner's not here. We're making decisions. Nothing but respect, though, for the vehicle. I mean, oh, what a what a great vehicle! Oh my gosh! But but at the end of the day, nothing but respect for the crew of people working on it. Because honestly, like I have the will to work on things, and I have the skill to work on things, and sometimes I don't have the skill to work on things, and I have maybe more confidence than smarts. But I think the thing that I appreciated with all of that last night is everybody was supportive across those things. Like I'm going to put my hand here and like, hold this while you do this. And I am going to support you. Like, as you think through this, like, and everybody was doing that. It's like, uh, I think what we need is this. And nobody was like, no, we don't. That's what I mean. There's no ego at all. I, I, I don't really know Jeff very well. I'm getting to know him. Of course. And I love the guy. Great guy. But, um, you know, I kept 
I'm laying on the ground. I don't want to get up and down. So I just kept holding up my hand. And I did it with you too, I think. Yeah. And we kind of just needed to. I said, okay, it's not this. It's not that. That car was switching between metric and, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. it was doing That's, all kinds of crazy stuff. Train wreck. Yeah. Um, so the fact that I, I was just holding my hand up and saying, it's too big. And then he'd be like, all right, one second and grab it out and give me another one. I didn't feel weird about that at all. And I'm like, kind of. It was pretty cool. At one point he goes, it's this one. And you were like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, looking back, by the way, I was like, I should have just had a handful of all of them and never let them go and just kept them there. Once when we I, I don't know why it was that we were all putting them away. That right. Was we kept putting like, them back. Like, yeah. It's like, why are we being so organized with the tools I, I, right I, I, think, yeah, I think you were like putting the trash away at some point. I was just like, you know what? Whenever I wrench on a car, I just want this whole crowd of people just to kind of like follow me around and tidy up. Because <laughs> it it, everything was just like tidied away very, very quickly. Crazy. Very quickly. Yeah, I was it not. It looked perfect. I, yeah, I was really surprised by that too, that we're all cleaning up, you know, like as if somebody, like mom's going to come home and be like, who's been in my garage, like messing shit up. I think we're know? like officially grownups. Yeah. I mean, when I was younger, I definitely left an array of tools on the ground. Oh, yeah. Me too. Uh, but there was, Cameron, I wouldn't uh, Cameron, do that now. Uh, so, like, so uh, again, I'm gonna, not going to go back to my oil change at the weekend, but I did really enjoy it. I'm just going to say. And, uh, did you use Mo tool? No. Liquid Molly. Uh, liquid Molly. Nice. I put some liquid Molly in my Porsche yesterday. Did you? I did. Where? In the in the oil <laughs> hole. <laughs> you fill in the oil hole again. You put it in the oil hole? I did. Did, did you did top it, it off? Did it need, I did topped it, it off, Did yeah. it need it? Yeah. Okay. Did um, it thank you after I, I actually did something real quick with my Porsche that I've never done. I jumped a motorcycle with my Porsche. No why way. Why should you not do that? I'm sorry? Why, why should, should you, you not do yeah, that? Why, why well, I'm not you? saying you shouldn't. I just never have. Oh. I, first of all, I've never, I've never used oh, the Porsche. Was it your own motorcycle, though? Yeah. Okay. I, I never, I've never used the Porsche to jump a vehicle. I mean, no one has come up to me and said, hey, you got any cables, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I did that, and it didn't work because the battery was just completely shot, and I was impatient, so I went and just got a new battery. But anyway, it was pretty cool. Got a couple good photos out of it. That's cool. We'll put it on our website, dadswithcarspodcast.com, coming to you soon. Coming to you soon. Yeah. Is that the actual URL? I can't That's the actual I URL. I think it is, yes. yeah. Evan, Dad's, Evan repeat it again Dadswithcarspodcast.com. Excellent. Yeah. Do you remember what you were going to say? You're a consummate professional if you do i do oh my god proceed uh no i don't (laughs) (laughs) was it something about a sexy oil change on the 911 i'm sorry it was it was about an oil change no i remember i do remember now good uh oh yeah look i remember very early on in uh the time that i have uh considered cameron a friend of mine so like, per, like must have been like we'd we'd only known each other a couple of months or something. And I think I was doing an oil change. I was doing something. It was probably on the on, on my A four. In fact, yeah, would have been. And uh, I was, prob- I was like, you know, I was dressed as an English gentleman should be, right? So working was, on a car while you're working on a car while I'm working on my car. You were, so, were you in brown what, overalls? Yeah, what is I this? was not. I was probably just wearing like. You know my nicest clothes, right? You, know, right? Uh, you were definitely wearing Prada <laughs> shoes. I think if I remember Something, right, like a white polo shirt, exactly. Yeah, like and, the whole, and, the whole and brand new Prada shoes. Right. <laughs> and, he's, and he literally looks at me and goes, "Wait, you've been wrenching on your car wearing that?" And I'm like, "But of course." Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So I, I about the oil change of the weekend. I was like, I, I got home. Uh, I had to go to, I went to Napa Auto Parts, which is like really crazy for me to say that I, that, that you can buy liquid moly and an oil filter for a, an, an 
a German car at Napa know-how auto parts, yeah, right? Yeah. But Napa's high end, man. Yeah, I'm glad to know you went there. I always feel like kind of a punk when I go to certain places, and then I realize that Napa on that list. No, I, no, I, I've been not, there before. Really. I've been there before, and they they always have liquid moly and stuff. Yeah, if they reason. have the product, that's that's like it. actual mechanics get their stuff from those guys. Well, so then I'm not going to question it. No, no. Okay. I mean, you and should that be Napa's pretty legit. <laughs> you should be questioning O'Reilly's. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, like, oh, oh, no, don't don't do that. Auto parts. Um. I did it anyway. See, we left <laughs> out the good, we left out the good. So part. I did the Don't oil change. <laughs> I did the oil change with the oil extractor. Oh yeah, I had the whole thing all dialed Suction. in, and like not a single drop, not a single drop of oil went anywhere that Ooh. it was not supposed to go. Excellent. Where did it go? Into the oil. Oh, the hole. <laughs> well, I mean, as Evans described, it went into the oil. The hole. dirt. The dirty oil <laughs> hole. <laughs> What do you call that? The oil filler? I call it the oil hole. What, hole? Do, you, what do you call okay. it? What, what are we talking about on the car and the extractor? On the car. On the car. Oil, I, I wish the, the filler oil, hole filler. or the drainer hole? The filler, well, there's a special uh, drain hole hose thing, thing? for an extractor. Yeah. For, specifically for the extractor. Why does Porsche not do that? Why do other car companies not do that? I, I should know. be able to extract my oil without having to dump it at the bottom. Yes, you should. In my opinion. Are you sure you can't? I looked it up and, and I couldn't find anything. Remember, and what is the factory? And, and there's like no process. dipstick. What is the factory thing? To remove to it, drain from it the, from the hole. Yeah. yeah, okay. From the other hole. Do they have a on the nine eleven? <laughs> is there a filter strainer thing at the bottom, or do you just drop the plug and oil comes out? I believe you drop the plug and oil comes out. Right? Did, we did it. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember. just yeah, it's just a regular. Didn't seem like any different than any other car to me. Because actually, it's one of the easiest oil changes I've ever done. Because of where the filter was located. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's like like where it's would you right like it? I'd like it right here. It's yeah. convenient. You can only see about one square foot of the entire engine from the top, and the yeah, fact that the rest of it's fake. It doesn't exist. <laughs> oh my God, I don't know what to say. <laughs> but um, you I, know, like Camera's GT4 doesn't even have an engine. There's no engine. <laughs> <laughs> You're just pouring oil and it goes right through to the cement. <laughs> You're like, what's this on my shoes? Like, nothing for you to worry about. Just get in and drive. Stop don't, asking questions. Don't worry your pretty little Yeah, stop asking questions.